gentlemen, may I direct your attention to something quite extraordinary? Lana has the guts. We're entering a new era of Miami Heat basketball. I say finals are bust, no matter what. All that, the Dion waiter there? Oh, I'll tell him to shut up. It's fine. I think Bammy should come to face of the team. Jimmy, all the way. Tyler Hero, you're going 4 for 12. Get out of here. Bryant, Hero, and Duncan all out there at the same time. Like, who's playing defense in that lineup? King Riles, the godfather. Not the ride. Yeah. The beauty of the culture is because I think it's a real thing. This culture thing, I mean, look, it started with Pat, you know, back in the, in the 90s. Literally, you got any thoughts? Anthony Mason? Isaac Austin. So, Jamal Mashburn. Take your Jamal Mashburn to give you a grand loan. John Cry. Mo Curry. Sounds good. <laughs> Eddie. Eddie. No question about it. I am ready to get hurt again. Welcome, everybody, to episode number 17 of the Battered Heat Fans Podcast. I am your host, Daniel Granada, and alongside me, as always, another two Battered Heat fans. Let's go from my left to your right. How are you doing, Mr. Italy Jet? I am doing great. Solana, how you doing? I'm doing great. I just got done snorting some culture. I'm ready to go on this episode. Not gonna lie, and I, I am really bowed. worried for a second there. I really thought oh, you were going. Yeah. yeah, yeah. When you started the word culture, I was really worried for a second there that that was going somewhere inappropriate. But uh, okay, <laughs> absolutely so, not. Absolutely all right, not, all right. boys. I'm only <laughs> on the culture 24 seven. All right, all right. Hey, hey, before we start, what are we drinking tonight, fellas? I am drinking Gatorade. Solana, where's your Lacroix? Right here, hey. we're back to playing. They were back to playing Lacroix. There you go. Man, I'm, I'm just with my good old water. Nice there you go. That's Thank okay you. too. Stay hydrated. That's it. <laughs> All right. So, trade line came. Trade line left. Miami Heat stand pat. Uh, pun intended. So we did nothing. My question to you, and I'll start with Solana. Are you worried about the fact that we didn't do anything? We didn't make any moves here at the trade deadline to keep improving this team because it felt like other teams in the East, although they were already stacked, continued to stack on talent, whereas we, we just kind of stayed packed. Yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't think it's something to worry about. I think the Heat have always been more of a buyout market type of uh, type of player at least historically um and so i think you know you know that he'd have a roster spot one open uh but we can get into it a little bit later i was and we were talking about a little bit earlier today in our group chat but i'm I'm more worried about the type of players that he can get on the bio market because of all the different rules new rules that are in play this season and so, again, I'm not worried. I think the Heat made their, their their big trade last week or a couple weeks ago when they got Terry Rozier. And, you know, they basically gave up their assets, first-round pick and, and Kyle Lowry. Those are their, their two biggest assets that they had. And the only thing left they had to trade was, was Caleb Martin. And, and I don't – I wasn't down for a Caleb Martin trade, although everybody's saying he's going he's gonna to opt, opt out of his contract at the end of the year and that he won't, won't end up uh, signing, re-signing him next year. So let's hope that he doesn't do that. But I don't know. What do you think, Italy? You think we're in trouble or uh, are you with me and uh, we're chilling? I was, I, I wasn't with you in the beginning. Wasn't I was with Daniel in the beginning and that, and that's very odd that me and him were on the same page. So, so for me, for me, yeah, now I'm with you, Solana. I am now with you. I, I think 
as, as you see from the last four games, it's been always it's been up and down, but it's been a little bit consistent with oh, a couple players on. each. No, no don't shut don't the hell up, Daniel. Shut up. Shut up. We'll cover that. We'll cover that. We'll cover that. We'll cover that. Wizards, Solana, the Spurs. I'm with you, dude. I'm with you, dude. That's why I wore this hat just to remind us that this, you know. This organization is a championship organization. I know we tweeted out today from the account that, uh, you know, are we contenders? And I, I tweeted out from the no. personal account. I said, we're snorting culture because we're always contenders. The Heat are always contenders. doesn't matter if they're in seventh place. doesn't matter if they're in second place. We're always contenders. But at some point, you want to be a champion, right? Like, again? like Absolutely. But, right. But so you have to make a move to become that. Like at some point you have to make something happen. I get it, I, and I don't doubt that that Spo gets into. If Eric Spoelstra is coaching a team and you have a talented roster, whether you think it's a championship roster or not, this is a talented roster. I think that they can go toe to toe with just about everybody, but I don't know if they can go ahead and make a championship run with this roster. I feel like they've overachieved the last couple of years, and you're kind of waiting for that big piece. Now I think Terry Rozier was a nice addition. I think it was a needed addition offensively. And I'm kind of glad that Jimmy looks like he's finally getting going and we're going to get into the games right now. But I still would have liked something. Now, I do understand that. I mean, what would you really going to get? I, I guess that ultimately ends up being the question. There's a lot of Heat fans that are like, I wish we would have done something. But what? Because Donovan Mitchell wasn't available right now. And that's who I think they're going to target in the summer. What, what could you have gotten that would have been an upgrade from Tyler Hero? What could you have gotten that would have been an upgrade from, let's say, Caleb Martin? You would have gotten a role player. And the Miami Heat do fine with role players. What they're missing right now is a, little, a star power. And I don't think you could have gotten that in exchange for Tyler Hero right now. So I, I understand why nothing was done. But it does suck to see other teams add and us not do anything. Yeah, but you have to look at what those other teams added as well. So the the, the major teams that added today were the Knicks. You know, the Knicks added a couple players in Boyan Bogdanovich and Alec Burks Dude. that's going to help them with some, you know, definitely with perimeter shooting. Yeah. Uh, and they, and they got rid of a contract that, of a player that wasn't playing in Evan Fournier. So I understand, you know, they, 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 the Knicks made good moves, but they made, like you said, they made moves for role players where the heat already had those role players in place and they just need them to get back to their form to where they were last year in, you know, a Caleb Martin and, FYI, I really love the Caleb Martin starting in the starting lineup. I love the yeah. move, and I don't think I don't think it was done. I think Spo was forced to because of the, the Haywood Highsmith situation with mm -hmm. the accident. I don't know if you guys are yeah are yeah. know you know about that. Um, I mean, so, just in case anybody doesn't know, just quickly, just recap. Yeah, so apparently, uh, you know, get, getting home from the game the other night, um, Haywood Highsmith hit a a bystander who was just pushing his car down the road. Apparently, the the guy uh, didn't have his lights on or anything, and he hit him by accident. He was with him the whole time until the ambulance got there, talking to him. Um, the, the person is in critical condition but stable. Um, and Haywood Highsmith, you know, wasn't with the team the last couple of days, but he just returned to the team uh, to team practice today. So for those of you that didn't know, that's that's the Haywood Highsmith situation. Uh, he's okay. The person is stable but in critical condition still. Um, so we we sent our prayers out to that person and. Just, just an accident. I mean, he wasn't, he wasn't intoxicated. He wasn't on drugs. Nothing. So, right, it wasn't a Dante Stallworth situation. Absolutely not. So, yeah. I mean, but again, Spo's hand might have been forced, but I like what Caleb Martin, you know, adds to that lineup. Mm -hmm. It gets back to Danny. Something you said at the beginning of the season is you love when the Heat had Jaime in there because they would just get out and run. And I think Caleb does that. Where Haywood might be a little bit slower than Caleb on the on the break. 
Uh, so I guess we can get into the games now. So since we last recorded, we played four games, went three and one. Italy is obviously hyped up about beating up on DC and the Spurs, which are the worst team in the NBA, worst Spurs team in franchise history up until this point. But Wemby, yeah, but but you know the, it still wins, and they had that big win against the Magic. But let's start with the Wizards game. Beat the Wizards. Wizards not a good team. Big third quarter, pulled away. Any thoughts on the Wizards game? And by the way, real quick, Adrian, uh, shout out to you for one. He was with us at in the Marlins show, now on the Heat show. And um, he, he said what a lot of Heat fans say. They don't believe in the Knicks. But I will tell you that after – to me, they had the best trade deadline day today. That's, uh, they, they got these role players, and they didn't give up one first-round pick. All second-round picks. So I, I think they did well. Uh, yeah, but they so gave I, away a player in, in Grimes who was – Yeah, who was Quentin Grimes. Good. Yeah. He was very good in their in their lineup this season. Gave them outside shooting, excellent defense. So young player that that, that they got rid of. Again, I don't think the Heat the, the Heat would have improved with like you know I, I do like Boyan Bogdanovich for his shooting, but he's he's defensively challenged. He wouldn't fit in this Heat defensive system. So yeah, I don't know, man. I agree. You know what? You know what I, I like about uh, what happened with the Knicks is that they've now traded away Obi Toppin, Quentin Grimes. R.J. Barrett, I think it was one other person. Quickly, quickly. Quickly. Those four players they traded away. They refused to trade three of those four for Donovan Mitchell. And now they have traded all four away. For not Donovan Mitchell. For for players that are inferior to Donovan Mitchell. A lot more. And and they refused to do it because they could have had Donovan Mitchell. They refused to trade those players away. And they have now, instead of getting Donovan Mitchell, they ended up with the Boyan Bogdanovich. Absolutely. uh, all right, so back to Heat culture. So go ahead. We went and we beat D.C. Uh, Solana, any thoughts on the D.C. game, uh, Washington Wizards? Honestly, not really. I mean, it's a, it's a game that the Heat should have won. Uh, you know, Jimmy Butler looked like he was back, 24-9. and nine. Sorry. Sorry, Italy. I know I'm taking your role there. You're the stats guy. I know you love to what? stay out the stats. Oh, so. yeah, no, you're fine. Keep going. I'll let you. I'll let you uh, continue with the stats. But, hey, I mean, it's just a game that the Heat needed to win. Like you said, worst team in the NBA. Game you got to win. Italy? I think overall this was uh, Terry Rozier's sixth game with the Heat, and you saw him put up 15 points, and you started to see him get a little bit comfortable more and more. As you as we go along these games, he continues to get more and more comfortable, but you seem like he's got that chemistry now. He's in it now. He He's established, especially him with Butler, how he's aggressive going, going to the pole. I'm really happy to see what Ta- um, Terry Rozier has done. This is a game that the Heat, Heat should have won, and we did, and now we're fighting for a playoff spot. Of, I mean, always, but right now I was so specific watching Terry this game. And I likewise see in the continuance of even Hero showing up as well. Butler coming out in his own game again. Pool, the only effective play on the team was Pool, in my opinion. So it's, but this is a this is a game that we won, and I'm happy with it. The thing about Terry Rozier is that I do like that he gets to the line, right? Because he hasn't been shooting great since he became a, a Miami Heat a player. In but, that game. He, but but he's been uh, well recently he's picked it up for sure. Exactly, but. But he's been getting to the line, which is which is good because we need somebody more than just Jimmy Butler to get to the line. Because when Jimmy doesn't get to the line, it doesn't seem like anybody gets to the line on this team. So it's good to see Terry Rozier uh, getting to the line. Um, and then Tyler Hero is, is playing well. Jaime Jaquez was still 
Do you guys think, off topic, do you guys think Jaime Jaquez has now hit a rookie wall? I ask that because the reason that, that people use that term rookie wall is because a rookie usually isn't used to playing 82 games. By now, he's played just about as many games as he would play in a college season. Do you think he's hitting a rookie wall because his 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 game hasn't been the same since he came back from injury? I mean, if you ask me, I, my answer is no. I don't okay. think he's hit a rookie wall. I just think he's just coming back from injury. You know, it, it's tough to come back, especially from a groin injury in basketball. It's real tough to get back to that, you know, that that quickness, uh, you know, that that lateral movement speed that he had. Um, he was Euro stepping everybody, posting people up. I think he's just a step slower right now. He's just trying to get his legs under him. I think the last couple games, especially, uh, you know, last night against the Spurs, I liked his game last night a lot. Um, he was playing excellent defense, but no, I, I mean, I, I don't know what you think Italy, but to me, I, I don't think he's hit a rookie wall. I think, I think we're, we're just about to see him get started. I, I agree with you. It, when you're coming back from injury, it's hard to pick, pick things back up, especially now that everyone is healthy again. And fighting for minutes. So right now, it's, I, I'm not worried at all. I think it's just a rookie. I'm thinking it's just a rookie injury that he's dealing with right now. I, uh, you know what? I th- I like the point that you just brought up because that's where I was going to go with it. I honestly think that he was playing very well because the big three were never healthy at the same time when he was having his nice rookie run. He comes back from injury. All of a sudden, Jimmy's healthy. Bam is healthy. Martin, uh, Hero's healthy. Martin. Yeah. A- a- everybody's healthy now Jaime has to find a new role on this team because everybody's healthy right like like including like, uh, Duncan. was saying Duncan's got to find a role too right so it, I feel like now he has to readjust himself to the way the roster is constructed and I think that that's what he's having an issue with um but yeah I I, I don't know if I would call it a rookie wall but I think it's, it's just a readjustment right of his role with the team now um and then Richard Greenberg is chiming in. He thinks the East is all about the Celtics and the Knicks. I, I don't believe – I have a hard time believing in the Knicks. The only time I've ever seen – and I'm not I'm not uh, including Steph Curry in this because Steph Curry, one, was on a great team, and two, was a three-point assassin. The only time I've seen a point guard lead a team to any type of glory was Allen Iverson in 2001 with the Sixers. Other than that, very rare do you see a point guard lead a team to – any type of success. I don't see Jalen Brunson doing that for the Knicks. So uh, although Jalen Brunson has been balling, I, I, don't, I don't believe in the Knicks. And I still think that Joel Embiid, with the addition of Buddy Heald, if he can come back to be at least 75% of what he is with, with Buddy Heald, I think the Sixers Joel Embiid, Joel Embiid's out four to six weeks with, right. with, a, torn, with a torn meniscus. Right. The, the, Sixers, the Sixers won't even use the word surgery or anything. They yeah. said he had a slight right. procedure. They're trying to lie to everybody. I mean, but, they're, 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 they're trying who to would you worry about more, everybody. the Sixers or the Knicks? That's, that, that, I guess that's my ultimately what I'm saying. Would you worry more about the Sixers or the Knicks? I would worry if Joel Embiid comes back for the playoffs and he's at 75%, I'd worry more about the Sixers than the Knicks. I agree with that because I'm not worried about the Knicks. That's a tough question, but I think I'd be more worried about the Knicks than than I would about the Sixers. Yeah, I I think the Sixers are just not what they what they were. Uh, Now they have Buddy Heald. You know, they they might not even they may not even make make the playoffs as a top eight seed. They're 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 sliding down um, with this guy out right now. I mean, they're Maxie's a baller. Yeah, they're fifth. They're fifth. Yeah, but I mean. 
they just added another guard and, and their center, their lead, you know, their leading scorer, their captain is going to be out. That's tough. You know, if, if, if that person yeah. was a swingman like Jimmy Butler is on the heat, you know, your captain, mm. um, I think it's a lot easier to recoup because it's not your Bam Adebayo. It's not, it's not your rock, you know, and, and, and beads their rock without Embiid, who do they got. I mean, yeah, they got healed. They got, like you said, they got Maxi and they got Harris, but they have no center. And they tried really hard to get Drummond. And they couldn't get him. So I think had they would, you know, had they got Drummond, then maybe they would have had really good center depth and help to overcome these next few weeks. But it's gonna be tough those next well, four weeks without. Uh, I, I was, I was entertaining Richard's question between the 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 Celtics, the Knicks, and the Sixers. But Richard Greenberg, I'm sorry, you cannot tell me that the Knicks are more dangerous than the Bucks. Absolutely not. Absolutely I, not. I will tell you this though, it would, it's gonna be great to see Doc choke again, right? I, that's what I'm saying. If you were gonna I mean, say it, I was gonna say it, Solana. <laughs> hey, can I another another like seriously? All Star Weekend's next week. I know we're getting off topic about the games and stuff, but this is that's great fine. combo. I mean, All Star Weekend's next weekend. Um, Doc literally signed a contract a week ago. He's gonna go coach the All Star game. All Star team. That's yeah. a joke. And then crazy, and then man. another thing. I know we're. I don't know if you're gonna mention it or not, but Triple J is gonna be in the dunk contest. So yeah, man. You know, and we're talking about Triple J. You know about him and his his you know and I I wanted to mention it because I think all have you seen his high school his high school highlights the the dunk contest I, that he was I, in high I, school so amazing I read I, like I read today and him saying like oh people don't watch me play enough so I went back and I watched YouTube highlights Woo. yeah that boy could fly yeah but I think the hair and the and the facial hair might be weighing him down because when he was flying I couldn't even recognize him bare faced short hair so we'll see it, it should be interesting watching that hair flow. I hope he doesn't wear a headband or anything. It just like you get that still image of him like cocking it back, and then the hair is just like flowing. That's what I want to see in the dunk contest. Look, Give me that only, picture. Only Heat player who's been in a dunk contest hasn't won it. Harold Miner. No, no, Harold Miner won both times he was in it. Oh, you said there's only one that hasn't won. That hasn't won it. That's correct. Oh, okay, okay. Who was that? Mm. Uh, I think his name is Billy. Okay, I'll get, I thought I'll Harold Miner was the only Heat player that I could remember being in a dunk contest. No, no, baby, baby Jordan is what they call them. No, baby bro, Jordan. You, got, what, you, you don't remember DJ? He won it. Derrick Jones Jr. He won it when he Did was he? on the Heat. While he was on the yeah. Heat, absolutely, absolutely. I'll get you the year and everything. You guys keep All going right. with the games, All and right. I'll, I'll reset so, for you. We'll move on to uh, Sunday's game against the Clippers. We thought that there was a chance that the, he could steal this one because well, James Harden was coming to Miami. We thought he'd take all the boys to uh, Tootsie's and have a good night and then end up showing up kind of hungover the next game. And in all actuality, the Heat held tough the first half, but eventually the Clippers pulled away. I mean, if you're playing without Duncan and Robinson, your two best three-point shooters, and you're playing against the best three-point shooting team in the league, you're already at a disadvantage. Uh, and honestly, I didn't even think that he played that bad. It came down to the clutch. We were texting back and forth about how much we hate James Harden and all the crap yeah, that he gets man. called. He literally will throw up a three and just drop to the floor. No, mm -hmm. It doesn't get touched. He just automatically throws himself to the floor and gets a four-point play. It's very annoying watching the way he plays, and um, I just can't stand the guy. But I didn't think that he played bad. It's just the Clippers overpowered him. The Clippers are just a really Back. good team. Back. And that is just is what sometimes that's just what happens. You play against a team that's hot, you're not, and you just lose. Uh, Italy, any thoughts on the Clippers heat game? Clippers are just a really good team, man. Overall, I, I know we've all been saying this for a while, especially, especially me. They, 
they they know how to finish games. But overall, I like Terry Rozier again. You saw him more and more with, with the combination with Butler. But at the end of the day, I still thought the Clippers were gonna were gonna win. But I liked how we held it against the Clippers with a really good team that's thirty three and fifteen at that time. I'm. What can you do? Yeah, I mean, absolutely. We shot thirty threes and we missed twenty two of them. It was one of those games you were missing, like like Italy said, you were missing Hero and Duncan, your two best, you know, outside threats uh, that you have. I was there, you know, early for the game. I was courtside for shoot around. I saw, you know, the guys warm up. It was really weird that Hero was was you know ruled out of the game for a headache. I don't know. It, it, it reminded me of like the old like Dwayne that? Wade. It, was it, it, it reminded me of the old D Wade games, but no, it, it was just a headache. They oh. said he had a headache. So, but I'll tell you this, man. When you've got a team, you know, that you're facing. And it's like the team you're facing has Russell Westbrook, Kawhi Leonard, Paul George, James Harden. I mean, these guys are just all-star after all-star. It was just deadly. And look, those referees handed the game to the Clippers in the fourth quarter. It was a joke. I mean, I was we were texting about it, and I was just yeah. furious. I was furious. Yeah. By the way, Billy Thompson is the Billy Thompson is the Heat player that didn't win the uh the dunk contest in 89-90. And Derek Jones Jr. won it in 1920, 2019-2020. Well, let's say 1920. I was like, God damn, when the hell? Yeah. I didn't know the dunk damn. contest was 1920. I didn't no, no, think no. the NBA existed back then. Yeah, I got my you. My bad, got my you. bad. Got you. Got okay. All right. So the Clippers, not too much to talk about. We just lost to a good team. They had a better night. And then we go on to the Orlando Magic. They came to town on Tuesday. And here is where we start seeing a change, a good change, a change to the starting lineup. Caleb mm-hmm. Martin gets inserted into the starting lineup. The rotations change. Jimmy Butler usually sits out the beginning of the second quarter. Mm-hmm. All of a sudden, he's sitting down just about halfway through the first quarter. Uh, comes back towards the end of the first quarter with the second unit. Plays the second quarter. I'm liking it. I like that we're changing things because you just can't stay stagnant. You can't just rely on the heat culture. You got to change some things sometimes. And I really like the way that Jimmy played with the second unit. I like mm-hmm. the fact that they didn't have to go – uh, the beginning of the second quarter without Jimmy, things changed. And let's just be real that Miami owns Orlando in just about every sport that they both have a team in. So it's just nice to watch. Uh, Solana, what did you think about the Miami Heat-Orlando Magic game? I was not surprised. I knew that he yeah. were going to come out and we're going to win big. Uh, and the reason why is because we haven't mentioned it yet, but and since Terry Rogier was acquired by the Heat, the Heat, haven't practiced yet. I don't know if any. I don't know if you guys have known that he haven't I had a practice. That. Not one. So they not one practice. They've only had one film session, and that was the day before the Orlando Magic game. So it is no, no coincidence that all the changes that you just talked about, the adjustments were made that game. The Jimmy Butler going to the bench early, playing in the, with the second unit, the addition of Caleb Martin into the starting line. All those things, I assume because the Heat were able to actually sit down and have a film, you know, film practice. So I think that had a lot to do with it. You saw Terry Rozier just he's been alive the last two games. He had 18-7 and 6 that game. He just seems a lot more confident and just sure about himself. I think it was just a, a Heat win that was necessary and like you said, we own the magic, man. Orlando just has nothing on us. No, nothing. Italy, any thoughts on that game? 
the patience with this team versus the Magic are really great. I love the combo without a bio and hero, and I love the combo combo with Love and Butler, especially Butler playing with second uh, unit. His patience, his drive toward towards the net and scoring. I just think overall that I love what I'm seeing more and more with Butler with the second unit than I am with the with the first unit. But I Terry Rozier. He's getting better every single game. And then, I mean, we'll go, we'll talk about the Spurs but next. But I think I just, what I liked about this game was the patience from the Heat, taking it to the Magic. And like Solana said, I wasn't surprised that we won this game either. No, I, I, I wasn't either. I, I thought that it was awesome. I thought that Bam had a great game, even though statistically, my favorite stat is the plus minus, and he was like plus a million. So I, uh, I, I thought that it was a great game, and it's nice to see them beat a solid team, right? Because I told you that Orlando would eventually come back to earth, but um, they still, they still, I think they have the same exact record as the Miami Heat right now. So it's an important game, and they they were coming back in the fourth quarter for a second there. I got a little uneasy because like, oh, they're mounting a comeback here, but then it felt like Jimmy knew that this was a big game because yeah. when you're playing against somebody that's so close to you in the standings, this could. Ca- this could decide whether you're playing a playing game or you just go straight into the sixth or fifth seed or whatever it might be. And as they're making that comeback, Jimmy hits two big threes back-to-back, basically pulls the nail in the coffin, they pull away. So it's nice to see uh, cutthroat Jimmy back. It, it, I just really like the way everything changed, and um, it, it was great to see. And then we move on to the San Antonio Spurs, the worst team in the NBA this is the worst San Antonio Spurs team in NBA hit. I'm sorry, in, in franchise history. And I mean, I don't know if there's really much to say other than they're not good. And, and the Heat made sure that they took advantage of that. Um, Italy, you want to talk about the Spurs game? It was the hero and out of Bayou show. And then at the end, it became the Butler and Love show. Pretty much. I mean, Hero, he kept making all the shots towards the third and fourth quarter. And then Tyler Rozier, only at 13 points. But I still think the patience from him in the connection with Butler grew and grew more and more. Um, it, like you said, this is a bad Spurs team. I thought we would win. And everyone was – it just seemed like everyone was in sync. Everyone was in sync. Everyone was focused. They knew they had to win against a team that just sucks. They got 10 wins. That's it. So I was happy. Jimmy Butler had a triple-double. Silent one. Silent one. Yeah. You know, honestly, I'd rather not even talk about the game. It was, you know, I'd rather just go snort some more culture. <laughs> well, it feels like Jimmy's coming alive. Usually we say it, mm-hmm. it almost feels like he's he's sleepwalking through the regular season, but it looks like he's finally coming alive. He sees that maybe he's looking at the standings. Like, because let's be real. Some people say that the Heat don't care about the regular season, which I understand, right? Because they've showed it doesn't matter where they are in the standings. But this team was in first place just, what, two years ago? So they care about it, right? They they cared about it then. They didn't just randomly stop caring about it. So they care about it. Jimmy knows that it's a benefit to play at home. And um, I, I'm glad to see that Jimmy's finally getting his stuff together. And let, let's see where this goes because I feel like there's a chance that we start moving up in the in the in – the, uh, standings again, you know, the Knicks are suffering with some injuries. Julius Randle, Jalen Brunson, the Philly, uh, the Philadelphia 76ers with Joel Embiid. Like there's a chance to make a move here. So why not? So take it seriously. Uh, I mean, the schedule coming up, I don't think is, is 
is a, is a walk in the park necessarily, right? Because we got some tough competitors coming up, and we're going to talk about it in a second. But how do you feel about this team from now moving forward, right? Because even though the halfway point has technically passed, this is when we consider it the halfway point, right? The all-star break. I guess we'll talk about it next week a little more. But do you feel comfortable where the Heat are right now and how things look moving to the end of the season? You can go you first. Go first, Italy. You uh, okay. If we keep playing like that, yes. This is going to be a big week going into the All-Star break. We got the Celtics, Bucks, and 76ers. But, the, yeah, the, I'm, the I, why not? teams in the East. Um, I mean, I mean, why not? I, I, We always find a way. We always find a way. So, I'm, I do feel That's good. That's what scares me. That's what scares me is that, that we've convinced ourselves that we always find a way. And, but it's it's it starts with Spo. It starts with Spo. And yeah. I have faith in Spo. I like Absolutely. that. I have, faith, I have faith in Spo as well. Um, but I'll, I'll tell you this. I am okay with where the Heat are right now. Although we have three tough games coming up to finish the All-Star break, but the All-Star break could not come at a better time for the Heat. The Facts. Heat need some days off. The Heat need some practice days, and then they pick up, you know, a couple weeks later from you know, playing against the Pelicans, the Kings, a team that they beat, um, you know, the Trailblazers. So three winnable games. Uh, All and on then the road, go, though. You know, absolutely. Everything's on the road, understandable. But, hey, the Heat are usually known as, the, you know, a road warrior team. Uh, the only game that I would be worried on that road trip coming up is the game in, in Denver, which, you know, the Heat historically play awful in Denver. Other than that, every other game on the road trip is definitely winnable. And, you know, I, I'm, I'm just looking forward to the second half of the season, man. I'm ready to go. I'm ready for the playoffs. Um, I'm hyped. I'm hyped. Wow, playoffs. That's like three months away. Well, two months. I'm ready. Well, all right. So so let's yeah, get into February. Yeah. Let, let's get into uh, the next three games, right? Before – from now until the next time we record, we got three games. We have the Celtics at home on Sunday. We visit the Bucks in Milwaukee on Tuesday. And then we finish uh, the last game before the All-Star break is on Wednesday in Philadelphia. So Boston, Milwaukee, and then a shorthanded Philadelphia 76ers team. If you want, I'll go first. Uh, I want to say this, this is a long break, right? Because they played on Wednesday. They don't play against until Sunday. So three they're going to be well-rested. It's a home game, and they are going to really. I think they're going to go all in. Like they, I think the I Heat agree. and Jimmy Butler are are now in the. You know what? Let's start taking this stuff serious mode. And I feel good about Sunday. And maybe that's me being naive. If they get their ass kicked, that might knock me down as uh, pedal down as far as confidence goes. But I think that they could win in Boston. I'm going to say we go two and one. I say we beat Boston at home. We lose to Milwaukee. In Milwaukee, and then a shorthanded 76ers team. I think that he can handle that. And they go into the All Star break 30 and 25. Uh, Italy, what do you think about the next three games coming up? I 100% agree with you. I think we are going to win against the Celtics. I think we're going to lose against the Bucks. And I think going into that to that break, we're going to feel good facing at 76. We always have a tough time against them, but Joel Embiid, that's. That's a big part of what's going on. Of course, with yeah. So, no, I, I agree 100%. I feel good. Even though Celtics have always bothered me, they're the only team in the East that bother me. Only team in the East. But I do feel confident that we will win. I think we are going to go 2-1. and one. I'm on the same page with you for once, Daniel. 
Well, are you kidding? Uh, three and you think three and oh, we're gonna go three and oh, okay, yes, sir. I like three the confidence. I like the confidence. Three and oh, uh, I think. I mean, if we go three and oh, all of a sudden, I'm feeling yeah. absolutely great about this yeah, season. I'm feeling phenomenal. Um, but th those, those are huge wins beating the top two teams in the east right before the all star break, and then. I think that we should be Philly, right? We beat them just like this without Embiid on Christmas Day. I think we should handle Philly. If you go three and zero and beat the Celtics and Bucks, hell, if you beat the Celtics and Bucks and then just lose to Philly, it doesn't matter because the, the wins against the Celtics and the Bucks would be enough to make you feel good going into the All Star break. Do I see that happening? No, but I do think they have a chance at home against Boston. Um, but I guess we'll just wait and see. And like you said, I'm ready for the All Star break. I'm ready for the playoffs. And it should be fun because, you, like you said, we can never count out Spore in the Heat. Uh, any final thoughts here, uh, Solana, before we head out of here? Uh, I just want to answer one of Richard Greenberg's uh, questions there in the comments. I see he asked if the Heat can sign any of the buyout free agents. We talked about it a little bit at the top of the show, but right, just to right. answer your question, Richard, um, so the Heat, because of where they're at, uh, they can't sign Spencer Dinwiddie. They can't sign any of the top free agents, like a Marcus Morris, because – they can only sign players who, with a starting salary of $12.4 or less. So you're probably looking at a second tier of in, in the buyout market. Uh, you know, maybe somebody like uh, a Kelly, a Kelly uh, Oubre, Oubre or something like that. Yeah, something like that they're selling, saying. But uh, the one guy that ex-Heat player is uh, Kyle Lowry. They're saying he's going back to Philly. So and that's why Philly moved uh, moved their uh, their backup point guard, Beverly, Beverly to, yeah. uh, to the Bucks. So Beverly goes, goes to the Bucks, and uh, they're saying Lowry to the Sixers. So I'm going to end the show by just saying I love the Heat. I love Heat culture, and I love Kenny Hasbrook. <laughs> nice. Uh, Italy Jet, final thoughts? Um, I love this team. I love what we've been doing lately. Terry, I've been saying this for a long time with Terry on this team. Scary just give Terry. him time. Yeah, just give him time. Now it's nine games. Going into a much-needed break, he can grow the chemistry more and more with this team because we're going to need it after the All-Star break. I'm excited about these next three games. And Spo, we trust. And shout-out to my man, Mark Blount. Okay, okay. And um, I'm just going to leave you with a minute bowl. If you are listening on audio, thank you for listening all the way to the end. Please leave us five-star, comment, review, all that other good stuff. And if you are watching on YouTube, thank you for watching all the way to the end. Please like, subscribe, share, tell your friends. And if you join us on the chat, we appreciate you chiming in. As always, you guys are the best part of the show. We appreciate you joining in and hanging out with us for the last 35 minutes. And uh, we'll be back next Thursday, hopefully celebrating a 3-0 and a week and then just feeling good heading into the All-Star break because the NBA season is coming to an end very soon. And we're going to be talking about playoffs very, very soon, which is, I mean, that's the best part of the NBA, right? All right. So until the next one, have a good one. Happy Valentine's. <laughs>